I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the uh, Frank Skinner Absolute podcast. It was an absolute. It was an absolute shambles. Is what it absolute was. Absolute disaster. I'm sniggering already at the thought of listening to it. Yes, we uh, today's show. We had uh, well, we had Gareth um, wasn't there, and he's in here now. It's just me and him, and uh, we. Uh, we had him on as sort of a link, um, but which we couldn't make work. At couldn't first. work that. And then we couldn't make the studio work. And then um, the guest was late. And then there were problems <laughs> with the news and with travel, which I think I'll leave you to listen to. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, it's, I mean, you know, it'll keep me regular. Oh, yeah. That show. That was, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it in, in the way that people sitting, um, with blankets around their shoulders on RNLI lifeboats, <laughs> feel elated that they uh, that they did. People die were actually slowing down outside to. the studio to crane their necks. That's because there was no travel dissolved. news. <laughs> they couldn't work out where they were supposed to go. Anyway, I, I think you'll oh. you'll enjoy it if you're the sort of person that that likes watching old ladies fall over <laughs> on the ice. Here it comes. Absolute radio. Um, we were in uh, we were in Birmingham last week. Oh, I love Birmingham. Oh yeah, God, we was you know we were on air and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, in case any of you are not regular listeners to the show, um, how come uh, we? Uh, I went down to Birmingham to be inducted. That's what happened. I was being inducted on the Birmingham Walk of Stars. So. Um, we turned up and the whole uh, radio family came down yeah. as well. And my real family and my radio family met. The two worlds collided. Yeah, in a terrible, drunken, ponytail-based <laughs> explosion. That, that's exactly what I was like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, my brother's got a ponytail, which uh, I don't know. I've, I've never really took him to one side and spoke to him. I've never took his ponytail to one side either. Oh, I loved your family. Oh, then. I love my family. I loved our Nora, your sister. She was brilliant. Yes. Well, it was great because uh, we all sort of... I tell you, an odd thing happened to me, which I haven't told anyone about, even my own girlfriend that Go happened on. to me on that day. But um, a bloke said to me, can I take my, uh, can I take my girlfriend's photo with you? Mm. And I said, uh, yeah, sure. You, know, you do a lot of that all day. You put your arm around a lot of people. I, I know there's a swine flu pandemic, but I thought, <laughs> to hell with it. So um, I was standing with my arm around this woman, and... Um, she started feeling my behind. She didn't. In a, in, in a quite a... Not in a casual patting, joking way, but in a way where I was, I was thinking of either tell her to stop or put on a rubber glove. <laughs> and it was, I didn't know what to say because... Was it sort of exploratory? Well, put it this way, I mean, she sent me a series of results this week. <laughs> No, but honestly, I was, I didn't know, know quite what. Oh, Frank, that's horrible. I know, I, I should have gone, you know, oh, law, and jumped. But it, the boyfriend, I didn't want to. What did the, boy, did the boyfriend, well, the boyfriend not realise? He had no idea. Well, I presume he had no idea, unless it was all some terrible. Can I just say, it's bad that you haven't told Cathy and you're announcing this on the radio. I know, I'm, I'm frightened to go home now. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, but I, well, I was, I'd forgotten about it, actually. What a filthy pervert. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what about this woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
so I didn't say anything to the the boyfriend because um, you know I don't know how he would have taken it. Oh, I think that's shocking. Yeah, I, I hope that you know that she wasn't after my DNA. Why didn't anyone do that me. to me all day? I well, don't... oh, don't be so. No, anyway, so that part of it, I actually, I, I found a bit um, unnerving. I like seeing you on your own manner, though. It was yeah. like seeing Alan Sugar when he's at home in his casual slacks and his chunky knit cardigan. Does he do that, Alan? Yeah, Sugar? sometimes on The Apprentice, you see him. And you looked quite sort of sweet and vulnerable, I thought. I imagine he smokes one of those bobbly pipes that you get in yeah. the Middle East. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You're fired. Blah, 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 blah. And perhaps when, when the, the tobacco and whatever's in there starts to take effect, he'd start not taking the pipe out of his mouth and going, and they're all going, oh, God, it's like one of the aquafibians from Stingray, Sir Alan. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when he does that. <laughs> He doesn't do that that often. No, it was a splendid day. And they give you a star to keep as well. So have you got it at home now, then? Yeah, they gave me Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> um, he's in the fridge. Because <laughs> he looked like he was on the verge of going off. I, was, I mean, I drove home like a madman. Because I could, I, he was on the turn. I knew that. No, they give you, they give you like a proper marble uh, replica of what will be the paving stone. Where can I go and see it then on Broad Street? Is it's, it near Noddy Holders? Because I saw his. No, well, they, they try and put them in themed places. They're not all together in a lump. So Noddy Holders is outside a 70s themed disco called Flares, which obviously seems to, to fit. And um, I asked, they said, um, where would I like to be? And uh, there's a, there's a, I said outside the Westwood Ho. Um, right. Do you know the Westwood Ho? I'm assuming it's a bar. Well, it's not a woman. If that's oh. what if that's what you're <laughs> wondering, no, no, it's yeah, it's a pub that I I used to go to a punk club in uh, in Birmingham called Barbarellas, and before I went to the punk club, I used to go into this pub called the Westwood Ho. So I thought it'd be nice. Oh, that's sweet. As I'd often been flat on the pavement outside the Westwood Ho, it's nice that I would be there eternally. Very fitting. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to be. But it, it was it was a, a splendid day out and uh, an honour. Because I thought I'd be all ironic and giggly about it, you know, and it wouldn't matter. But in fact, you know, my family were so pleased and they proud. Were so pleased. And the mayor, I got to see the mayor with his The chain. Lord Mayor, <gasps> go steady. <laughs> and there was a lady mayoress who was wearing lilac and had a patent clutch bag. I liked her. She was nice to Lady Mayor. She looked a bit like Princess Margaret. She told me that sometimes, in their intimate moments... She, she didn't really say any of this to She you. did. I'm like, she said in our intimate moments, I sometimes look to one side and say, oh, I'm having a mare. She did. <laughs> she did say that. And I said, Lord Mayor. And she said, oh, well, that kind of kills the line. So I've had to drop the Lord element. I said, well, the joke works, but I, I'm not happy with your um, disrespect for officialdom. <laughs> At which point she went off in the opposite direction, her handbag wafting behind her like some terrible purple rodder. <laughs> But he was nice, the, the mayor, with his uh, with his. I didn't chain. get to feel his chain. No. So I didn't mean that to... No, well, I tell you, I tell you something about his chain. I, had, I, I examined this chain, and oh, yeah. uh, the actual big thing on the end with the Birmingham City crest on it um, opens up. Does it? And it opens up into a, like a, a, gold, a golden scroll thing. And, um, and and when I looked at it, it's got a list of all the mayors, Lord Mayors has ever been of Birmingham. Um, wow. So, that, so that's, that's quite a nice thing, yeah. And uh, he's not on it yet. You don't go on it until you hand it over, which seems a pity, really, mm. because it'd be nice to have your name on it while you're actually wearing it. Then if you got very, very drunk... 
Or if you said the thing and someone... One thing, if you're the Lord Mayor, you never have to say, do you know why I'm, why I'm outside a club? Because you're wearing a three-cornered hat and a chain. Absolute radio. I'm hoping, Em, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm hoping that we have Gareth Richards live on the line oh. from Edinburgh. Are you there, Gareth? Saturday morning! <laughs> now, people don't know now whether you're there or whether I've pressed the, the jingle. It is Saturday you. Saturday morning. Oh, see, he's just going to do that now. Be, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's me. Hello, how are you doing? Hello. Hi, you, s- you sound a little quiet to me, but maybe you're, maybe you're all right on here. We um, really yeah. miss you, Gareth. Yeah, me, me too. It sounds like it's going ever so well there. Oh, it's going fabulously. I suppose you're sitting there gloating, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually sweated blood. <laughs> really, like the Garden of Gethsemane. My, my, my uh, headphones are soaked in my own plasma. What about that? Well, that's a lovely image. Good. So, um, how long have you been up in Edinburgh now? I've been... I came up on Monday, so I've been up since then. And, um, yeah, it's going... It's good. And, and you're doing show, You're doing the Comedy Zone, is that right? Yeah, I'm doing the Comedy Zone, which is... So, we've had three of them We should explain so what far. that is. It's a sort of showcase yeah. for hot, hot new comics, isn't it? Yeah, there's four of us who do it, a compare and three acts. It's a great night out, 10.45... For God's sake. Yeah, he's suddenly plugging it like he's a guest. You're not a guest, yeah, you're just like me. Remember, you're internal. It, it all becomes wrong then. That's, that's the breach of trust of the listeners, I think. Oh, that's like Anton okay. Deck um, taking <laughs> votes for a programme that's been decommissioned three years earlier. I'm not saying they ever did that. They never did that, Anton Deck. Obviously, they're great guys. Um, formerly conjoined twins, apparently, and uh, a successful operation. I never knew that. I read that the other day. And that's uh, Frank's manager, who's called John, laughing at the idea of someone having professional problems. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, how's the show's been going, Gareth? Yeah, really good. I, I, it was a slow stop. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Mm. It's, it's um, good. And I, I've got another show starting today. My other show. Are you doing two um, shows? I never knew yeah. that. Yeah, you yeah. Never, you don't tell me anything. Well, you don't ask. Do well, you no, obviously, I, obviously, I don't ask. <laughs> so, what? Ask Gareth. So, maybe you'd like to give us the um, box office number <laughs> for the other show. <laughs> yeah, so, it's uh, it's no. called Packer Richards and it's on at 10 to 5 oh, at the Cam's Gate. Yes. And, oh, and, and what, what is the nature of this, this other show? It's me and a guy called Henry Packer, and we're just mucking about, really. I'm just mocking about you know, and people have to yeah. pay for that. <laughs> no, it's free. Oh, it's oh, well, that's fair enough. Then. <laughs> they get their money's worth. It's a free. Yeah. Do, do people know you're in the hall, or, or have you, <laughs> are you squatters? <laughs> no, it's part of the free free fringe. Oh, that's it. So you have a bit of a whip round afterwards. Is that? Is that yeah, we take we take a collection. <laughs> Can it's I ask Gareth a question that's not related to one of his shows? For a second, <laughs> what's the weather like? Because I want to know what clothes to bring. What shall I wear? Well, actually, it's it's been lovely so far. Okay, but good. Edinburgh, what? you have to be very careful with Edinburgh because it gets very, very rainy, and oh. when it starts raining, it doesn't stop for weeks. So oh. I've had a plan about this. What? Right. I my plan is to get a poncho. What? Mm. A I'm poncho. liking the sound of that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> an army poncho, like army. Men oh, an have. army poncho. Oh, I had an <laughs> yeah. image of you as the man with no name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let me just well, move no, to the, the middle. Like just for one second, girl. I'm just going to move to the middle light of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh. Oh. Okay, that's better. Yeah, Laura wasn't sure about getting a poncho. 
I don't. Um, Laura is Garrett's wife. What's your, what was your advice? Well, I, it's funny you should say, I had a bit of a poncho incident once in, um, in Edinburgh. <laughs> this, is, this is a fabulous link. I went into a shop. Uh, it was absolutely throwing it down with rain. And I went into a shop and uh, I, I thought, I'm going to get one of these plastic ponchos that they were selling. Quite cheap. But I'm, on, I'm not on about a military one. This was like a, 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 just a plasticky thing, like you might see worn at, at Wimbledon in, in mm. time, when the, before the roof. An amateur poncho. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And two women came in, two middle-aged women, and they said, ooh, Frank, we're from West Bromwich. And I said, oh, I I said, "Uh, do you want a poncho each? They were like, they were probably two quid. And so I bought them both a poncho, and I I think it's the closest I've ever felt to how Elvis must have felt when he bought Cadillacs for complete strangers. (laughs) What you should have done is you you should just have got a big tarpaulin and put it over the whole of Edinburgh for everyone. That would have been lovely. (laughs) <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, there were vehicles that never, ever peeked out from beneath their tarpaulins in our street. Every house had a motorbike and sidecar covered in tarpaulin that had never moved, ever. It had organically wow. become part of the garden. I don't I mean, this is no time to wander down memory lane. Right. I, I understand. I don't think you guys should wear ponchos, though. I think they'd look a bit post-operative on you two. No offence. Mm. You know, I mean, someone like Noel Fielding could get away with it, but... Oh yeah, but um, he's going to be wearing a black crush velvet one with studs and top uh, hats. Yeah, I, I, I've got no time for that. We, we're going to have some adverts, but then we're going to come back to you, uh, Gareth. So don't don't go anywhere. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had a couple of texts in. Laurie, a couple of Texans. Yeah. <laughs> well, bragging about stuff, were they? Yeah, wearing big old okay. hats. Yeah, yeah. Um, Laurie from Bracknell says, Dear Frank, I've tried to ignore it since the first show, but it feels strange that when you introduce the show, you do not say the surnames of your co-hosts. Not that I really want to know them, but it is something about their first names. They are not those you can leave hanging like Brian or Rich. Just once would be enough, I think. Right. OK. <laughs> oh, and who's that? That's Laurie from Bracknell. And Who Laurie's surname is what? Doesn't give a surname. Well, my point exactly. Next text... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's someone a bit. There's cross. a lorry from Bracknell. It's not for me. I think it, put it round the back. What is it? Timber. Take it round the back. Round the back. Sorry, me, you want to, I, I'm me and Emily just, don't just, have certain. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm just going to sign this chitty. I'll be with you in a minute. Sorry, you don't. You don't have surnames. No. Well, the surname no, is. We were got. raised in a lab. Oh, is yeah. that right? I'm a bit like Madonna. I don't need a surname. I'm just Emily. Well, actually, what about Chichi Chichione? <laughs> What about that? Oh, it's rarely used. Yeah. Listen, someone's Do you think she was known as Chichioni Bang Bang at school? <laughs> I doubt it. So, someone else has texted him. And this person is cross with Gareth. Oh, cross with Gareth? Yeah. What is it? Some oh, terrible hybrid that happened in the lab. <laughs> he says, I come from Edinburgh and tell the guy who's on now in the festival that it does not rain for weeks at a time. That's rubbish. Tell him to get his facts right, Mr E. Macmillan. Mr. E. McMillan. <laughs> so he's just given us a surname. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. E, if Gareth's upset you. Mr. E, is he some sort of local drug dealer? That's what yeah. worries me. He's a relative of Harold McMillan's. Is he? Well, um, no, I've just made that up. They've never had it so good in Edinburgh. <laughs> well, so you've upset Mr. McMillan, Gareth. It rains all the time. Once it starts, last year it started raining and rained. It must have rained for two weeks. Mm. You can. I like that text because you can hear, even though the accent's not in, you can hear the accent, the angry Scottish accent. 
Yes, well, let's not let's not alienate Mr. McMillan. I mean, he's, I'm glad he's joining in. He's well, he's starting something. I'll finish it. If Mr. McMillan wants to start it, I'll finish oh, it. No, don't say that about Mr. McMillan. Might be one of those red-faced men with beards <laughs> that stop you in Edinburgh <laughs> and, and shout about Bannock. Scottish man. No, yeah. he sounds like an elderly yeah. man who has loads of borders. Mr. McMillan. Well, no, I don't know. I think you're, I'm not going to have you ganging up on Mr. McMillan. I'm going to defend his <laughs> right to defend his city, the city that he loves, that's in his veins. Those cities where in the old days intelligent young men leaned out of the window of their apartment and shouted, leave it by the bins to Burke and Hare. That marvellous city. So, no, I, I, I admit, I, the last time I was at the festival, which is two years ago, it did rain a lot. But they did have Native Americans dancing on Princess Street. And, you know, let's face it, you don't have to be uh, college educated to work that out. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, um, well, so... so Mr. McMillan, I appreciate. I've been to Edinburgh when it's been lovely and sunny, and, and we should both. So we all agree, don't we? Uh, certainly, Gareth up there. It is a very beautiful city. It is lovely, yes. Yes, and it is lovely and sunny at the moment. Well, there you go then, Mr. McMillan. He's, he's not as incorrect as some might have suggested on this program. Good for you, Mr. E. I'm calling you, Mr. E. <laughs> I bet that's it. He's some sort of rapper figure. Hey, it's Mr. E. Yeah, I'm thinking about Sunshine Edinburgh. It's coming down. Um, so that was. Oh Mr. my goodness. Mr. E. Um, yes. Uh, there's nothing worse than a 52 year old man rapping, I always think. Especially if it's gifts. Um, well, yes, yeah, so we were talking about um, luxury items on. Um, on um, Desert Island Disc, Gareth. You, I don't know if you were connected at that point. Yeah, I what was would listening. Yours be? What would yours be? <laughs> well, there's a particular buffalo wing sauce that I really like mm. for chi- to make buffalo chicken wings. It makes buffalo chicken wings. <laughs> no, wow. You put it on chicken wings when That's, you cook them. That, this is from your time in the lab. You've obviously <laughs> studied <laughs> genetics. You wouldn't just have that on its Buffalo own, though. That's a really depressing thing, can I just say. You'd end up having to have it on <laughs> coconut. Yeah, why would you have... A, that's, I think that's such a weird thing. I, d- I drink shots of it. Okay. Well, I don't know what you're allowed. Are you allowed a telly? Am I uh, allowed a telly? I think I think you probably are allowed. Well, I was allowed girls Girls allowed. I was allowed mm. girls allowed. And I've <laughs> got a chimp. Yeah. But I am wearing stilettos and false eyelashes. They come as standard. Yeah, OK. I like that sentence. I've got, if anyone just tuned in and said, I've got a chip, but I am wearing stilettos <laughs> and false eyelashes. And, and then straight into the news. That's what I would like to have done. But it's not time for the news. Actually, it's time for the muse. Absolute Radio. So uh, this is the point where the news comes in. But um, it hasn't come in. Shall I? Shall I talk about the news? Well, I met Peter Andre last night. He's in the news. <laughs> yeah, he's not happy. He's done that thing though. You know when you're you're in a, a in the middle of a terrible split mm. and you lose weight. He looks good. He's, yeah, he's he's really slim and uh, and all that. So that's one of the pluses of uh, of of a big horrible split. Although never come out and sound bitter. Be bitter by all means, but, but don't sound bitter. I thought he was quite he was quite sweet about it, really. I worry now that someone has tuned in for the news and thought, <laughs> well, this is in the news, but it's, I didn't expect it to be this in-depth about uh, Peter and Katie. I thought that would just be a mere passing uh, thing. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's been a morning not dissimilar... <laughs> If instead of having a band playing on the Titanic, there'd been a DJ, <laughs> this is what the show would have been like. <laughs> so what, I can't, what happened I, to I, the news? 
Uh, the news we decided. Is there no news? <laughs> well, the news is so last season. Yeah. Is yeah. something being covered up? Yeah, <laughs> something big happened. What's ba- happening out there? Basically, um, aliens have taken over the, the capital. And, I uh, thought it sounded odd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought there was a tension. Yeah, and uh, we didn't. Wa- there's a- I'm actually doing this show with a man who's aseb- essentially ectoplasm <laughs> standing behind me, pointing some sort of ray gun. You're so, doing a tentacle point. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I'm doing my best. But I'm, to be honest, he's, he smells of, well, space more than anything else. Well, you're doing very well with it. Thanks very much. You should think yourself lucky you're in Edinburgh. I, mind you, I yeah. say that I've only got dangerous aliens. You've got Mr. E. <laughs> McMillan, who I think has texted us again. You've wound him up, Gareth. That's what you've done. Well, what he's saying, he says, Mr. McMillan again. He doesn't say, dear friend. Oh, he's dropped, he's not yeah. even, he's dropped the E now. He's dropped an E. Mr. Oh, McMillan God, again. Oh, no wonder he's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, carry on. He says, for your info, I am not red-faced or a drug dealer or oh. a old person. Oh, okay. And, and that's an ampersand, right. and not related to H. Macmillan. Thanks for your vote, Frank Skinner. Oh, we see, see he appreciated yeah. me stick, sticking up for him. That's he might good. be being sarcastic, but I think he did appreciate it. Uh, I'm, what, what the thing is about... E. McMillan. If I may still, if I may revert to E. McMillan, which is how I've, I know, it's, it's, he's a bit like Prince. He suddenly thinks, don't call me Prince anymore. I've adopted this squiggle in, in, in lose, the losing of the E. He's, he's now song E. But I still think of him at E. McMillan. And the trouble is with E, if I may call him that, familiar, familiar Lily, is that, uh, familiar E, is that um, I know what he isn't, but I don't know what he is. <laughs> And I hate that in a person. So what I'd like, if you're listening, um, E, I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, Eric, if you're listening, Eric, Ernie, um, um, I, I would love to know what you are because I think there's a bit more to E. McMillan than might meet the eye. I think Maybe. he's an interesting person. I'm getting a feeling for what he is from the text. You I'm will getting be. a He'll feeling. Be after you. He's on the way to the studio that you're <laughs> broadcasting from. So if I was you, I'd start saying nice things about E. McMillan. Someone said something nice about me. Did they? What, by text? Or yeah. once? Are you just reminiscing? <laughs> something that happened in the late 80s. <laughs> yeah, I think some, someone said something nice about me once. I don't an interviewer this week said I looked like Casper the Friendly Ghost, which I could have done without. Oh, that's quite nice. Do you think? Yeah. Well, affable, but no longer with us. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly ghoulish. Yeah, so a little bit ghoulish. But friendly, you are friendly. Mm. Um, Declan Fallon says, what a voice. No, not yours, Frank. Emily, your voice is lovely, slightly posh and ever so sexy. That's good. Yeah. He Why says, doesn't Ian McMillan say things like that? <laughs> Why don't we see his compassionate side for a change instead of all that rage? Frank, yeah. Gareth, E is for yes. you and I'm on my way to Edinburgh. Oh, my. Oh, so he's, so he's not in Edinburgh? <laughs> oh, OK. Oh, Ewan, what? OK. Ewan McMillan. I like him. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. But we, we were thinking... Uh, by the way, uh, Gareth, are you okay? that we'd have a phone in because uh, we we thought let's give something else the opportunity to go wrong. No, no. <laughs> By the way, Lee Mack is on the show, but he was late. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't um, hit that old gypsy woman yesterday <laughs> for trying to get me flowers. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, we, we thought the phoning could be, if you were on Desert Island Disc, what would your luxury item be? It's as simple as that. I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what that was. And we got Garrett's was a barbecue chicken wing sauce. <laughs> He's a man of small ambitions. And mine is a chimpanzee. Yes. And mine is Girls Allowed. How uh, does chimpanzees go with chicken wing sauce, do you think? Oh, I think they'd be all right with it. They might, when they first taste it and it's hotter than they thought, go... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind that. I'm imagining girls allowed to be doing that come day three. So, um, it, look, it's been lovely talking to you, Gareth, but um, yes, yeah, we're bored now, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Have fun with you and Macmillan. But stay on the line, <laughs> because you. I'm going to do something very special. What am I going to do, you ask yourself? Are you ready? I'm going to play the four. Absolute Radio. You've been joined by Lee Mack. Good morning. Good morning. Hurrah. I'm trying to do that professional thing where I'm talking to you and changing my headphones because the headphones aren't working, I'm afraid. You probably don't need headphones, really. The last thing I said before you started speaking was, I'm really impressed that you're driving this desk, Frank. And yes. the first thing I know is that my headphones aren't working. Yeah, well, I'm not, drive, I'm not driving the headphones, for goodness sake. How's that? Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but just you, your voice. I'm not hearing it through the headphones. Oh, okay. So it's you, but slightly well, muffled. Th- look, pe- do you think people at home want to hear a sound check? This is why people <laughs> sound check before the audience comes into a theatre. I actually said to my careers officer I wanted to be a roadie, and she said, why? Well, I said, because I want to. I, I want to. I want to. <laughs> We're off! We're off! <laughs> We're off! Look at that. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with the headphones. I just did it to get into that joke. You <laughs> rascal! <laughs> so, um, Lee, it's lovely to see you. The last time I saw you, I think, we... Um, well, actually, the last time I saw you was at Heathrow ha- Airport. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Because uh, I'm just so... Every time I see you, it's a ridiculous time of the morning and I'm hungry. Yes. Because we went across, we went across Europe. It's like <laughs> being your milkman. <laughs> you could be a milkman. <laughs> you, someone told me I look like a 1940s greengrocer. I reckon you look like a milkman. <laughs> we should do a sitcom, like a, you know, a Confessions Off series. Well, what I like is that you do look like a 1940s greengrocer. I do. Well, I, I, why is it... I have to credit Noel Fielding. That's twice he's been mentioned on your show. Yeah. So Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett said that. Yeah. Uh, so I can't take credit for that observation, but it is true. No, but you can take credit for that face. For that face. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be able to say if it wasn't for his face. Yeah, exactly. It's all very well. They're just commentators. But why is it specifically 1940s greengrocer? Because I think you look like you might have rickets. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I prefer going on Radio 4. <laughs> he says, I've never been invited. I've never been on Desert Island. Distance. No, how do you get on Desert It's, a, it's yeah, not what, what, you know. It's not. It's, it's not being working class scum that gets you on. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, you can't go on Desert Island. If, if you come, when you come to mention, they just have posh people on Desert they Island. They know Disc. the likes of us have never owned a record. <laughs> <laughs> or been on a cruise of yeah. any kind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we don't go abroad, do we, to islands? Well, we we could be asked on as as helpers for yeah. posh people. <laughs> we could build like the link. We should have a show called Desert Island Man Fridays. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you could carry one luxury for somebody, else, what would it be? <laughs> if you could carry one celebrity <laughs> from the shore. So where did you two go away? We went across Europe for children in need, mm-hmm. and we went. We started off in London, and we ended up. Uh, in the east of Turkey. And on paper, we had the easiest leg of the trip because the idea is that you hand the baton over to... I'm sorry, have you talked about this before? No, no, this is... This is breaking news. We could do with a bit of news on this show, so I'm glad you've turned (laughs) up. Well, we hand the baton over, you see, to to the next two uh, celebs, in inverted commas, you know. Don't be unkind. (laughs) No, no, I meant meant us. Oh, Okay, right, (laughs) Right. And yeah. so, and that was the plan. And uh, we, on paper, had the easiest leg, didn't we? Because they were like going across Iraq and Iran, all this sort of stuff. We, yeah. we went to Vienna, I think. <laughs> exactly. And Paris. Yet we, and yet we complained, I think, the most. Because uh, we were up at four in the morning, going to bed at midnight, spent all day on a coach. Yeah. Never so, saw anything. Did yes. you get on well? 
Oh, we did. We did get on well. That was that was the one saving grace because I didn't really know we, we'd met before, but we yeah, didn't really we know never, each other. We never shared a, a train cabin before, and I mean a sleeper cabin. Yeah. It was very oh, exciting. how sweet! All so, broke back yeah. mountain. So we're wow, you, that's not well, <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. No, I don't remember that bit, but. Um, uh, yeah, it was th- that part of it was great, but we, basically we did a ten day schedule in seven days, so it wasn't so much a travelogue as a race, a race <laughs> against time. Yeah, it was, and you actually you're fitter than me. I realise that you're twelve years older, but fitter. Mm, what you that- survived? You, you you woke up in a more sprightly way. I'd wake up and was just not happy till about two o'clock in the afternoon till I'd had my lunch. And I- I'm a lark, you said. That's you, what I am. You are. And Lee's big thing was that he, he had to have a cooked meal at night. You never hear this on a travel yeah, how showbiz am I? I have to have a cooked meal every night. <laughs> so we'd, we'd drive through uh, Belgrade with like, these bomb-bashed buildings and stuff, and Lee would be saying, this is all very well, but where's the restaurant? Where's the KFC? They didn't bomb the KFC, did they? I'll never go. Do you know that um, I went to Golverston in, uh, in Texas. There was me and Adrian Childs. And uh, and this guy Bryn, who works for um, Sky Sports News, we went on a road trip, not for telly, just for our own leisure. And we went to Galveston in Texas, and uh, our plan was to dine at Hooters. I don't know if you've ever been to I've Hooters. I've heard of it. What a yeah. noble place. plan! It's uh, it's all right. Hooters. It's like you know, it's saucy ladies in. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, all you know, it's, they're all fully clothed and all that. Well, not fully clothed; they're clothed. Let's say that. Oh, they're not topless. They're not topless. They no. wear really tight t-shirts. That's what they do. Yeah, and they, they tend to be big women. But it's, I don't, I don't see it as any way exploiting. Um, so we we thought we'd get at Hooters. <laughs> it sounds like they're not exploiting them enough if they're not topless. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lee. <laughs> you are a nineteen forties grocer, and you bring that sensibility to the show. Yeah, if you're going to exploit someone, you might as well get the whole hog. There's no point meeting halfway. Well, I went to if I never on the subject of topless bars. I'll come back to Hooters in a minute. There used to be a topless bar in Birmingham when I was a teenager, so I went there, and it was the least exciting place I've ever been because the women I've got to be I want it's daytime radio but they wore t-shirts with two holes in and they kind of pulled pulled their their um what's the cleanest word to use breast yeah, they clawed pulled them through so they were slightly trapped Ooh. oh no it didn't look didn't look at all good do you remember that story Johnny Vegas used to tell about he used to go and get a pint at his local topless bar and uh, for an extra 50p they'd put it in the pint Oh, oh, no. I, I think we need to. Anyway, when we got to Hooters, it had blown away. There'd been a hurricane <laughs> and the entire building had blown away. <laughs> now, that's what I call an end to an anecdote. Absolute Radio. Oh, that was uh, The Love Cats by Cure. Um, I started choking just before the end of that. I thought I was going probably furballs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lee Mack, is, Mack is with us. You've guessed right. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking, well, what comic would have done that joke? It could only be Lee Mack. And it is. So, Lee, I should have, before we talk about anything else, let's get the plugs in. Yes. You're about to go... Right, well, um, is it not working on this electrical stuff? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's what it is, the plugs are. <laughs> now you know what's going wrong. Get those plugs in, but press a little switch on. That's the mistake you're making. Oh, God, it's been... Oh, I can't tell you. So, would I lie to you? Yes. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> would I lie to you? It starts Monday the 10th of August, which is this Monday coming, isn't it? It is, yeah. At 10.35 on, on BBC One. Unavailable, Skinner. Really? Unavailable. Was I unavailable? Unavailable. Right. That's what they say. Comes to I know something. what unavailable means. No. You didn't want to do it. Comes you? to something when I'm on, you know, I'm on loose women <laughs> and not on uh, would I lie to you. Well, in case anyone isn't listening, this is a new series starting. It's, it's a great time to, to tune in and get into it. So it, briefly, how does it work? 
Well, there's me and uh, David Mitchell are the team captains. New host Rob Brydon sits in the middle. Now, I very much like <laughs> Rob Brydon. Oh, I like him. <laughs> I like David Mitchell as well. That's that sounded a bit like it was half you and I. It sounded like Rob doing an impression of you, <laughs> yeah. rather than you doing an impression of Rob. Yeah, well, we meet in the middle, <laughs> me and Rob Brydon. Uh, he's another one who looks a bit like an early greengrocer, doesn't he, from the early early part of the century? Yeah. He's more like he'd work on the rails, I think, on the railways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a lowly position. <laughs> yeah, not too senior. A porter. He'd, he'd be officious, but he'd be in a low position. <laughs> yeah. He'd be very proud of his job. Yeah, yeah he'd okay. want a promotion. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, and and we, 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 give a tr- we give a truth or a lie, you know, you read out a card, and the other team have to guess if you're telling the truth. And it's a fact about yourself. Oh, OK. You know, so I would say, for example, I used to be the stable boy for Red Rum. Yes. Which... We'll, let em- we'll let Emily then. So, OK. So Lima used to be the stable boy for Red Rum. Is she deaf? Did you have to <laughs> no, I'm making it more official. Oh, yeah. no, I like she the fact you didn't deaf. make it any clearer. You just said exactly what I said. Can I the just say? Is change the wording. If she had been deaf, wouldn't you pre- feel pretty embarrassed? I would, now? actually, yeah. Because you looked her right in the eye and I thought, maybe she's a lip reader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to ask it again now with hand signals. OK. Lee, Matt. Is, now, come on, is that true or false? False. Well, you're supposed to interrogate. I mean, you know, play the oh, game. Oh, okay. It'd be a very quick half hour. I don't know. I think it's false. That's not, that's not stretching out my gun. I don't know it's false. <laughs> We're not stretching it. I mean, this is not the show. This is, this oh, is the show in my It's actually cotton. true. Let me ask. It's no, not. It is. Let me ask you a question. I well, don't believe on, you. A bit later. We've really ruined this game. <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the question? Okay. Are so. you sure? <laughs> Did he like sugar lumps? Was uh, it? Did he? Um, was it? What? When was it? Was it in the seventies? It was. The, how old do you think I am? I don't know. I was, I was at school in the seventies. <laughs> well, you've established you were a grocer in the forties, so don't get hoity tighty about it. <laughs> I was. Uh, he, he's like polo mints, actually. Funny enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like. Uh, I remember once uh, Jeff Hurst came into the stables and gave him a polo mint, and I remember thinking, "That's Jeff Hurst. Wow, that's red rum." I didn't know horses like polo mints. All in the same. Millisecond. That's a lot of information. That's a lot Big of information to take in, isn't it? To take in, yeah, yeah. it is. Did he come I, all? Did he? Did he actually come into the um, stable, or did he just come in, bang into the door, and you weren't quite sure whether he'd come into the stable or not? <laughs> no, he definitely came right in. Because I remember okay. looking at him and thinking, I was, I was watching him, thinking, ah, it's fantastic. I love the idea of Jeff Hurst saying to him, "I scored three goals in the World Cup," and, and Redrum going. I won the Grand National. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. sporting heroes. But I am going to top that. I'm going to top that with travel. Absolute Radio Travel with Renault. Now, as you may have guessed, the travel isn't happening either. Now, can I just say, I, I came in um, from Lambeth into uh, Golden Square this morning in, in the heart of London, a large conurbation in the southeast of England. I have to say it was pretty clear, but that w- that would be what ten to seven. I came in about forty minutes ago, the exact same route. So oh I yeah, past your flat. All oh, right, yeah. Tailback, tailback's gone all the way to the M25 now. Oh yeah. no, avoid that area. Yes, and uh, if you're um, driving up to uh, West Bromwich from London um, this afternoon, keep out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. We're with Lee Mack, who has already plugged um, Would I Lie to You, which starts next Monday on BBC One at 10.35, and which is a very, very funny programme. I just wasn't available. That's the bottom line. And you're also going on tour. I am. I am. And uh, When does that start? I love the fact you put two syllables in tour. I like it. <laughs> 
Tua. You got a Tua. What do uh, you say? Tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I bet he says poor as well. Poor, yeah. Yes, well. Uh, I've got. <laughs> there's 44 dates, sorry, 40 fewer. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I'm going. I'm not going to try and list them. Should I just pull no. up the website, leemaclive.com? Will, okay. will that be sufficient? Well, you're opening in Norwich. I am, I'll yes, tell you December that in case, the 3rd. In case no one had told you. So that's. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. That'll be very, very funny indeed. I have to say that I've, I have worked with Lee. Lee has done the Credit Crunch Cabaret with me, which is a thing that I host. And you absolutely tore the place up. In a metaphorical sense. Yes, you did. <laughs> you stormed it. So go and see Lee Mack Thank live. You very much. And watch Would I Lie to You. But don't ever go on an aeroplane with Lee Mack. It'll bit... scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I Why? am a bit. Well, when, that, when I took this. I mean, can we talk about it? We've got time. Yeah, sure. When, when we did the Children in Need thing, I, I immediately. You know, said... we've got no news, we've got no travel, we've got banks of time. <laughs> I immediately said yes to it because I don't like flying, and the part of the rules where you're not allowed to fly because it's around the world in 80 days oh, without okay. flying. So I said, "Brilliant!" Put the phone down. Then remembered that once we'd handed the baton over, I'd have to get back. So then spent the next week trying to work out how I could get back on a train from the border of Iraq to London. You considered, I remember, a three-day train days. journey. Six, was it six-day well, train journey to avoid flying? Really? Yeah, yeah. And then I went on a course. A flying course, a fear of flying course, and uh, you get to fly the jumbo jet in a simulator, but it's absolutely real. Everything is so real, you won't believe. And did it work? It was unbelievable. It definitely helps, a hundred percent, because they teach you about turbulence and stuff like that, and what it is, and and you know you're not really dropping. You think you're dropping in turbulence, don't you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Frank's got that look as if we're not all this again. Um, a whole if week you want, of if this. You want some facts about flying. This <laughs> is the man. <laughs> But it's great, but the thing is, he, uh, it's so realistic until the bloke said, uh, he started chatting to me, and as he was chatting, he turned casually to me and then paused mid-air. So the whole play just froze mid-air as we were chatting. I was like, can we not do this? <laughs> it's, but it I, was a simulator. Had it you was forgotten? a simulator, yeah. You can't pause a plane in mid-air, <laughs> famously. But you did say that if you turned all the engines of, of a plane off, it would still just, it would be fine. Yeah, you, well, that's what happens at the end. When, you, when you're landing, you're effectively just turning the engines off, aren't you? See, you I never collide, knew that. It? They actually turn all the engines well, they don't off. Turn, I didn't no, they know don't that. turn them off when they're landing in case you need to go back up again. Oh, okay. an emergency. They don't literally go, oh, we don't need these anymore, let's move <laughs> them off. Oh, I thought but they It's did. effectively the same. It's like being in neutral in your car. So if you turn them off, uh, it would probably be roughly the same. I'm saying this without, without being going on a one hour course. <laughs> yeah. I realise there might be trainee pilots listening going, well, Lee Max says, this, so we'll try that today when we're landing at Luton. But li uh, literally, before we went on the plane, Lee would phone up someone for weather conditions, advanced <laughs> weather conditions. Because yeah, you went up didn't phone this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, travel and weather, that would, have been, that would have been very helpful. <laughs> anyway, look, watch, watch Lee's show on Monday night on BBC One. Go and see Lee on tour. He's very funny. I love him. We're all happy. Lee, thanks very, very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And, and let's, uh, hope this, th let's hope the next button works. Absolute Radio. Marvellous. Now, we have yet another visitor. TV celebrity chef Aldo Zilli has turned up. Good morning, Aldo. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. And you've bought <coughs> food. Yeah, well... You know, I you keep coming to me for breakfast, so I thought breakfast comes to you this morning. Yeah, should, should I? When, when Aldous is okay coming in for breakfast, <laughs> I, I, I'm not begging. <laughs> I'm not begging for arms at his house in the well, morning. In Soho, you know, I see this man begging for breakfast on a Saturday morning. So that's it. But yes. this is a breakfast. I should, with say, a bit of a I should twist. say that we all Aldo has got a place around the corner called uh, Zilli Cafe, yeah, and yeah. we we all pile into there after the we show have and our have eggs Benedict, there. yeah, and it, it's lovely. But yes, but you're going. You're going through a bit of a change. Am I right? 
Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. This breakfast I brought this morning, uh, it's not your usual breakfast. It's a breakfast with a twist because we're going uh, vegetarian in um, one of my restaurants. Right. This is the, the big news that uh, actually nobody knows yet, apart from you now. So you've, you've, you've broke the news to the nation to the on nation. our show. Well, yeah. this is our first major exclusive. Absolute radio, thing. absolute... Because um, you're a fish specialist, is that right? Yeah, well, we have a, we're not going to change the fish restaurant, obviously. We, you know, that's our main Because it's called Zilly Fish. If people turn up and say we don't sell fish... Well, it's a bit of a... Yeah, yeah they're not going to like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Signor Zilli in Dean Street has been there for 20 years. Okay. And uh, I feel it's time for a change. Uh, in, a sense, um, in a sense that uh, the restaurant is dated and the, the, the customers are still there. But are they I, a just, bit dated as well? I just feel that the customers are a bit dated. I need, oh. I need a new breed Does that of customers mean as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't come there anyway, so it's all right. No, no. Well, we might do now if you're going vegetarian. Yeah. My girlfriend's vegetarian, so I'm really? going to bring her in, yeah. Oh, Can we wicked. eat the food? I'm sorry to be rude, but it looks so nice. Yeah, no, you carry on. It's uh, vegetarian sausages, tofu sausages, uh, grilled tomatoes, grilled mushrooms, poached eggs, baked beans, and rye bread. There you, you go. You've painted a wonderful word picture for our listeners. Well done. Fantastic. So wh- wh- why? Why have you done this? Why have you... Well, there's a big reason behind this, actually, and uh, he's sitting right behind me. Uh, this uh, boy was a chef for me that started the Zilli Fish uh, and the Signor Zilli, and then uh, he went off abroad and came back vegetarian. Okay. So he couldn't work for me anymore because uh, he said I can't touch fish or meat anymore. Can I just I'm, point out for, not, the, can I, for the listeners that there's a, there's a, there, is, there's a there is someone the, sitting the, yeah. behind <laughs> Aldo. This, this yeah. isn't a terrible senior moment. We're not all looking at each other nervously. Sorry, I'm, no used to do, I'm used to doing TV. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, well, I used to be dear, but you know... We all, were, have, we all have to take what comes, basically. Those so, were yes. good days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not cry on each other's shoulder. <laughs> so anyway, Enzo was my chef then, okay. and he's come back to me now, and uh, I just, uh, uh, he cooked me a lunch the other day, and I just fell in love with his uh, uh, creation mm. of uh, different foods, because, you know, vegetarian, it's not just the grilled vegetables. No. We, we're talking a serious vegetarian restaurant. We're going Zilli Green, it's going to be called. Okay. And we're going to have things like quinoa, we're going to have, you know... Uh, uh, soya, tofu. We have all the replacements of. Uh, Quinoa is that little uh, rice type. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. It's yeah. a great replacement for meat. Um, you know, soy is tofu. So we're going to have a, a vegetarian with a bit of a difference, and also it's going to be Italian vegetarian. It's going to be the first Italian vegetarian in the UK. Mm. Now. Is it true that you're mates with Paul McCartney and, and he was part of your inspiration? That's, that, that's, a, that's a, another inspiration because uh, him and, and uh, uh, God bless her, Linda, was, uh, that was their, their favourite restaurant in London. And when they came there, I always uh, cooked them great vegetarian food and for his son, vegan, in fact. Right. Uh, so we will have some vegan uh, dishes on the menu. And, uh, you know... When so you said his son, vegan, I thought that was his name. For <laughs> <is a moment. laughs> you know, this pop stuff. <laughs> vegan McCartney sounds quite good, it's I think. quite good, yeah. yeah well, I'd go for that. I'm going to call my new son vegan. Um, have you got a new son? No. Is that another thing you're going to break <laughs> no. on the air? Not even no. your wife knows. No, I've got, a, I've got a little girl that's one year old, but my, oh, my wife doesn't want to stop there, but I, I actually obviously did. Anyway, let's move on. To the <laughs> well, no, I, I'm very interested in this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Paul McCartney was, um, 
you know, he, hopefully, I'm going to write to him, and hopefully he'll give us some help. Uh, I'm not talking about cash. Uh, no. I'm talking about, you know, help in, in a sense of coming coming to visit us, coming at, to visit at least. And, I uh, like when you say, hopefully, I'm going to write to him, like, <laughs> I, if I if I can manage it. I don't well, know, it's just the writing that is a bit of a worry, so I'm, yes. I've got to get someone else to, to do it for me, because I'm I'm not very good at writing English. Yeah, oh, I imagine you write, write to him in Italian... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you use one of those cake decorated things? That's not right, yeah. yeah, but I always spell birthday wrong. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've oh. done that so many times. <laughs> for, for people, when they come to the restaurant, happy birthday, and I spell the birthday wrong. Oh, oh with the name. Of the like name that. wrong. You so, know. so just, just to sum up, then, so when does Zilly Green, when is that born? Uh, Zilly Green is being born as we speak. We're filming a, a nice documentary on it, and uh, we're going to be on air on the 14th of September live. Okay. So when can people go there and actually eat your lovely green food? From the 15th of September. 15th of September. Yeah. I look forward to that very much. Aldo, thanks very much for coming in. I'm now going to stuff my face I while think other people listen to adverts. I want to come back. Gee, thank you, Aldo, and thank you to, um, to the man behind Enzo. you. Enzo. Enzo. Well done, mate. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Yeah, I can't so it, talk, I'm eating. You know, I can't, you've got a mouthful of sausage, for goodness oh, yeah. sake. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's um, really nice <clears throat> food, Frank, have some. It is, I'm, I'm eating it. I'm not a big fan of food. I know, you're, not, you're a bit weird about food. No, when I was a kid, I was led to believe by um, reading about astronauts and stuff, that mm. by the time I was 50... I wouldn't need food at all. I'd just be able to have a small green tablet and that would be my nutrition needs for the day. And I thought that'd be brilliant. You know, lunchtime, you have a small green tablet, you've got an hour to yourself. But don't you like the pleasure of, like, eating with friends? That's what, that's part of the... That's what I love about food. No. You don't like that. I tell you, I eat... Basically, I eat by numbers. I, uh, I, I go to the fridge and I see what's nearest the sell-by date and that's what I eat. So I have some. I'll have beetroot and potato sandwich because they were on the, on the turn. Oh, that's joyful. Yeah. I think, <laughs> well, I don't really enjoy food. Any obviously, don't get me wrong. Silly. I mean, Aldo will be listening this to this. Nice. He's, he's green. Breakfast is absolutely fabulous. Are you not experimental with food then? Uh, no, definitely. Well, I've eaten all sorts of odd things, but I don't think we've got time to go into that. But oh, okay. I, suffice to say that I have eaten uh, deep fried scorpion. But you know what? That doesn't make me a bad person. Anyway, Em, thanks for helping me get through today. I think we got through it together, didn't we? Hand yeah. in hand. It was a bit like hand in hand, like when a Butch Cassidy and Sundance kid <laughs> hold that leather belt and jump off the cliff. <laughs> but thanks very much. Thank you all for bearing with us, those of you who did. I'm sorry to the newsman and the travel man, but hey, you know, leisure time, make the most of it. Um, <laughs> that's all from us. Um, good day to you. Absolute Radio.